2: Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a
1: good time. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Play action. It hit the corner. Incomplete. Bearcats take over on downs.
3: What a play by Arquan Bush. He knocked it loose. That's right. This guy was a dude in college, and now he's looking to be that dude. In the NFL, it is Chris Thomason for John Chuckery tonight, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline and welcome in former Bearcat DB, Arquan Bush. Arquan, how are you? I'm doing good today. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. So coming off of a great combine, how are you feeling? I feel good about
4: it. I feel like I've up some great numbers.
3: Yeah, I hear you on that, and certainly that will be a huge talking point as you look to be drafted in this league. What do you feel like you do best? What are you going to be good at in the NFL?
4: Man coverage, uh, guarding somebody, standing in front of them, doing what DBs do
3: best. Yeah, I hear that for sure. How did uh, Cincinnati prepare you for the NFL? That's a big school. You were playing in big games. What did you see out there?
4: Oh, We were playing big-time games. Uh, national. Uh, we went to the college football playoffs, played in the uh, Peach Bowl. So feel like they prepared me by putting me up that, like, like we put ourselves in a position to play against them big teams.
3: Yeah, and now uh, Cincinnati might be DBU, Arquan, because you got guys like Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, and uh, hopefully yourself will be the next one. What was it like playing against or playing next to guys that went pro?
4: Uh, that was crazy, playing in that 2019-2020 defense, I, I would say. um The best defense I've ever been a part of, those guys, just no, no football and everything clicked
3: talking with uh, Arquan Bush, former Cincinnati Bearcat DB, now looking to make his way into the NFL. So what is your training going to be like from here on out? What are you doing until draft day?
4: Uh, really a little working out, just cardio. Uh, I'm in the gym right now, so <laughs> uh, just finishing up a workout now.
3: I hear you. Tuesday, what is Tuesday? What does that mean for you? What is it? Arms, legs, what are we doing?
4: Arms, upper body type day. Um, then we go on Wednesday, lower body, get some more cardio in. Every other day, just keep switching. Now, be honest with me. As a professional
3: athlete, do you like working out as much as you have to, or do you wish, uh, you know, you could just run out onto the field?
4: Just run out there. I hate working out. Not only I hate working you out, but what? I got to do
3: it. <laughs> it's so funny, Arquan, because you ask so many different athletes that question, and you get a 100 different answers. It's like some of these guys live to be gym rats. It's all they do. And other guys are like, man, I can't wait until the day I retire. I will never see a weight again in my entire life. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the furthest away from being a gym rat. Yeah, I hear you on that. <laughs> so other other than, I'm sure you got asked about this at the Combine and as you prepare for the draft, what are some of your other interests outside of football?
4: Uh, Video games. I'm big on video games. So I play the game mostly every day. I do play the game every day. Not mostly. I play it every day.
3: Xbox, PS5. What are we doing, Arquan? PC. I'm
4: a PC player. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so what, ga- what games are you into right now? Big on Call of Duty, uh, stream. I stream too, as well. Are you
3: on, are you on Twitch? You got a handle you want to give out to the people? Yeah, sir. On Twitch, uh, Arquan
4: Bush. You can find me on Twitch at Arquan Bush.
3: Yeah, there you go. And you could, uh, all the Call of Duty heads out there, you maybe could uh, get a match in with a guy who's about to be in the NFL. So, when you're not playing video games and you're not working out and you're in the cafeteria, what's your go-to meal on game day?
4: Go-to meal on game day. I'm not a big eater on game day. I'm normally a halftime eater, so that's a peanut butter jelly sandwich and a banana.
3: You know, it's so funny too because you hear. I know some athletes that love to carb up before the games, but do you get do you get those nerves? You get the the bubble guts a little bit sometimes that come up for you pregame.
4: A little bit. Uh, that's just from being the pregame jitters, just being out there having fun, and you look. You you get a little bit of that here and there.
3: Talking with uh, Arquan Bush, looking to make his way into the NFL, former Cincinnati Bearcat DB. Now, Arquan, I'm not going to lie, the Falcons need a lot of help at DB. Would you love to come play in Atlanta? Yeah, I
4: like Atlanta. I've been out there a couple of times. I love to play out there.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I think you could be a nice piece for a secondary that has a lot of talent but is certainly looking to grow. So, all right, I got to ask you this. What was the biggest moment of your Cincinnati career? Do you have one moment that stands out above the rest?
4: Oh, uh, I happened to go play boundary corner for uh, when we played Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Oh. Not playing it
3: all season to go over there and play it. Were you lined up against one guy or did you travel? What was the game plan?
4: Oh, uh, I wasn't supposed to play it that whole game. I was, You know, I was the starting nickel going into that game. But then um, something happened, so that caused me to go play boundary corner.
3: Wow, that that's that's pretty cool. And what was it like, you know, in terms of the audience and seeing all the bright lights? Because you know, Arquan, that's what it's going to be like in the NFL every week.
4: Um, playing in front of people don't really surprise, don't really make me nervous or anything like that. I'm playing the game since I was six years old, so I just go out there and have, play my game.
3: Did so before you transitioned to uh, cornerback in college. What did you play in high school and before that even? What was your favorite position to play?
4: Literally, I played running back. Um, I was the biggest kid much that didn't last too long? High school, receiver, DB, uh, punt returner, kick returner. Um, yeah. Then when I got to college, just straight nickel and corner. You have any,
3: you got the high school records hanging up back home?
4: Um, I had like six punt returns and six interceptions in one year, that means something.
3: Well, you know, we got a guy here who uh, has made a name for himself in CP, Cordero Patterson. Did you like his game growing up? Oh, yeah, no, he, he a baller. Oh, he is, he is absolutely one of the best. Well, Arquan, thank you so much for a couple minutes, man. Good luck, and uh, maybe we'll see you down here in the A. We'd love to have you. Yes, sir. Thanks, uh, thanks for uh, calling me. Arquan Bush there, right there. Or <clears throat> excuse me. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris Thomason for John Chuckery hanging out with you tonight. You know, it's so funny because, Dom, um, you, get, you get some of these guys in there, and you never know, like some guys love to eat the spaghetti and the pasta and carb up before the games. And other guys are like, man, if I even look at food, I don't know what the heck is yeah. going to happen to me. Oh, my goodness. So it's so funny to hear when a guy like that comes on and says, yeah, I don't really eat before <laughs> the game. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, he, he got some guys who are big pasta guys. I know that's a really big one. You know, um, I, I actually think it was really interesting that he said that he was just honest about like, no, I hate working out. Like That's to me, that, that's the That greatest. to me is actually pretty funny. It's like you get
3: paid to work out. Yeah, that's that's your entire life. And he's, yeah, like, he's like, you listen. know, when I'm 35, hopefully, and I retire from this <laughs> I'm game.
0: never picking up another I, weight. I, I absolutely
3: cannot <laughs> wait to stop working yeah. out. All right, it is the John Chuckery Show. Chris Thomas hanging out with you, taking you all the way up until 11 o'clock this evening, 404-7410-929. Obviously, the big story of the day continues to be Lamar Jackson and the fallout there. He gets the franchise tag. What does that mean? Well, if you want them, that's going to be not one but two first-round picks, and you're going to have to pay almost, if not all, $250 million guaranteed. So what should the Falcons do? That's the question, right? What should the Falcons do? I say you don't go near this guy, as we talked about in the first hour of the show. You don't go near this guy. You're in a golden ticket position, and you need to take advantage of that. This team is not in a position where they can afford to get set back another five years. The Atlanta Falcons are in a position where they can reset their entire franchise. But what are they going to do? Let's hear from Ian Rappaport. He says Atlanta, not a likely destination for Lamar, but you never know.
1: He's worth more than two first-round first picks. He's worth a lot. And then it's like, who's the team? It would take someone... Unbelievably committed, unbelievably committed to Lamar Jackson. And I've looked and I've not found that team just yet. What? Atlanta. I've checked Atlanta. I'm not I would never rule out anything ever. I just don't get the sense anything is imminent there.
3: Okay, so maybe that's why they might do the non-exclusive, because they don't think that any but if just two, yeah, you save yourself with 13 million. Ah,
1: that's why you're saying both maybe.
3: That that audio there, courtesy of the Pat McAfee Show. Dom, you know, here's the thing. If the Falcons were to pull the trigger on this, it would be the biggest risk, in my opinion, that mm-hmm. this franchise has ever taken. Right. How could it not be? So, $250 million, two first-round picks? I mean, oh, for a guy that couldn't finish the last two
0: seasons. So, How... Uh, I'm, again, I'm trying to hold for my segment because I, I I do I do have some thoughts, but I do let me let me make a parallel for you. You know what I'm?
3: I need to be, you know the saying talked off the yes. ledge. I need to be talked back on onto the ledge. The ledge? Okay. Yes.
0: We don't have to go too far to see that being in cap hell isn't necessarily always a bad thing, and you can still be competitive when you're in cap hell. Atlanta Falcons fans, you're not going to want to hear this, but over the last decade or so we've always talked about how the new orleans saints are in cap hell and the new orleans saints consistently are probably the best team in this division
3: yeah and uh somehow they managed to still sign Derek. and somehow
0: and and they and you Uh, want to talk about taking a leap of faith they took a leap of faith with drew Brees. how did that work out
3: how does that organization always manage to skirt the cap I would love to be a fly on the wall for those meetings. you got to get like, one of these
0: cap rules. Yeah, we're
3: $50 million over the cap, but we're going to give a quarterback a $100 million deal. Uh, excuse me? How is that one going to work? Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Look at the numbers, as Just Dukes and kick, Bell likes yeah. to
0: say. Kick the can down the road. We'll deal with it later <laughs> is basically the move. Um, but like I said, I I would love to see Lamar Jackson here in Atlanta. Um, Not just from a standpoint of it's flashy and it's fun. Lamar Jackson is a damn good quarterback.
3: No, he is, but it's just about the risk. For me, it's all about the risk. That's what it's about. It's about taking a team with a ton of potential and rolling the dice on one guy. Yeah. That's what it's about with Lamar Jackson. If, If this was, as you said earlier, the Jets or another team that's ready to compete right now, the San Francisco 49ers, I get it. Then I get it. Then it's worth it. Because if you get that chip, there's nothing better in the world. You're world champion. Are the Falcons going to be Super Bowl champions next year? Sorry, guys. The answer to that question is no.
0: No, not next year. But let me ask you this. You all talk about you want to be in contention. You want to win. You want to go to the playoffs. You want to win games. If Lamar Jackson was the starting quarterback of this team last year, the Falcons would have ran away with this division. And would have been one of the top – three or four seeds. But then
3: how would you have retooled for this year? That's the question, right? Because you're sinking all that money into them. Talk about Caleb McGarry. You wouldn't have been able to afford them. That's true. That's That's the problem. All right. Well, thanks to Arquan Bush again for stopping by. 404-741-0929. Chris Thomason for John Chuckery tonight. All right. I'm excited for when we get back because this is one of my favorite segments on the John Chuckery show, and I'm going to take it for a spin. That's life coming up next. Dom and I are going to do the top 10 sports uniforms of all time. So don't go anywhere. That's coming up next. We'll open it up to you as well. 404-741-0929. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Mission
2: adoring, fan.
1: Back to more John Chuckery. Hey,
2: folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: All right, we are about to get into one of my favorite segments on this program. Something that I look forward to every That's night. That's life.
2: That's life.
5: That's
3: what all the people say
4: when You're I am
3: high and walking on home every night from Sports Radio 99 The Game. See, I know where to stop it. I know exactly. I know where to hit pause. Don't look at me. Don't look at me like that. You know, I did start in news radio at a music station. Way back in the day in New Jersey and uh, yeah, it was an old school music station. Really? Seventies, eighties, sixties, fifties, even they played it. Oh, very nice. I actually the first time I ever cut tape was actual tape. They use carts still. How about really? that? Yeah. And I'm not old. I'm only thirty-one. <laughs> yeah. But this radio station was it was <laughs> they something were committed else. to the beat. Yeah. So, you know, I used to listen to these old school DJs, you know. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Big John Smith in the afternoon. We're, we're playing all the hits. We yeah. got the Beatles coming together, coming up right, right now. now. And then <laughs> so they used to hit the post all the time. Uh, so this is again, this is one of my favorite segments that Chuck does on his show. So I figured I'd give it a little spin. And tonight, something we all have an opinion on. I, I think top 10 sports uniforms of all time. I have a list. Dom has a list. And if you get a list, let me know. 404-741-0929 that is the number to call in as well as the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text line. So coming in at number 10, Dom, I have the USC Trojans. Very the nice. The red tops yes. and the yellow pants. Yes. For me, the Rose Bowl with Vince Young and Matt Liner, that was one of the best sporting events I watched growing up and Probably, honestly, the game that really made me fall in love with college football. So that's my number ten.
0: All right. So at number ten, I couldn't pick one. Oh, so, you gotta so so, so outside looking in. No, 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 no. no, no. I just at ten, I just said Oregon. Oregon's hard because they have so many different uniforms. Okay. All right. So that's my that's my only cop out answer though. The rest, the other nine, are gonna be official. But at okay. ten, I have basically anything from Oregon.
3: All right, a little bit of a cop out there. It is. I, I will be honest. I trust you to I bring it strong <laughs> with the rest. All right, number nine, the 1970s Houston Astros. Love that throwback yes. with the big blue star yeah. and the crazy colored pants where it's red mm-hmm. and it's yellow and it's white. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, when I, when I think old school baseball, that's what I think of. So the 1970s Houston Astros, love those unis coming in at number nine for me.
0: So – I have at number nine uh, a newer entry, and I actually have some newer uniforms on my list. Um, even though I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and absolutely hate the Cincinnati Bengals, they're all whites that they wear this year that they wore this past season were incredible with the white helmet. Are those helmet,
3: technically the color rush uniforms?
0: I don't know if it's their color rush or if it's one of their alternates. I don't know. All I know is the all whites with the white helmet is such a clean look for them. It looks fantastic. It is one of the Best uniforms in the NFL today.
3: All right, number eight, throwback, and this team needs to be revived: the Seattle Supersonics with the glove and Sean Kemp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, go those teams in the '90s, and the late '80s. Ooh, that was some good basketball. That was that was when basketball was, was basketball. <laughs> was dumb, real basketball, hand checking, <laughs> darn it, and all that. Yeah, yeah. When I when I think of '90s basketball, I think of that. And an OLI for me would have been the Utah Jazz with the purple mm. mountain on it, on the yep. chest, but I went with the Seattle Supersonics instead. And they, again, they need another team out there.
0: Yes, they do. Hopefully we hopefully we get the Supersonics again sometime soon because they deserve it. At number eight for me, I went with uh, another football team, but I went old school. Um, I am a big fan of the Buccaneers old look with the swashbuckler pirate and the creamsicle orange. I think that look is incredible. I love all of those kind of, like, I feel like back in the day, especially in the 70s and 80s, like, teams were a bit more experimental with different types of colors, like different shades. That creamsicle orange is beautiful.
3: Well, you may be hearing about them again a little later on in my list. <laughs> I think you severely underrated them, by the way. All right, so number seven, going to keep it local, the Dirty Bird uniforms, the originals.
0: The OG, Love yeah. that.
3: The all-black I mean, you want to talk about like clean, all black, the monochrome. Mm-hmm. I love those jerseys. I mean, that 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 type of Falcons football too, I think is what Arthur Smith is trying to reinstill in this franchise, and I absolutely love it. So at number 7, give me the dirty bird uniforms.
0: All righty. So at number I'm s- definitely playing to the homer crowd. Oh yeah. Uh, listen, I, I I absolutely played to my my interest here. I'm not going to lie, my list is extremely biased. Um, and here is one of the first entries of my bias, that is the Chicago White Sox, and that is their city edition, the South Side jerseys that they unveiled um, about, I believe it was two years ago. Those are amazing, all black, big South Side, uh, in white letters up front. It looks great. I have a jersey of my own. It is probably, I, th- I believe it's the only baseball jersey that I have, and it was. I remember when they first unveiled it, and I was like, Yep, whatever those cost, I'm going to get one, and I did.
3: All right, number six, the Eagles' Kelly Green. Oh, that is one of my favorite NFL unis of all time. Another throwback. You get the dirt, you get the bird on the helmet. That color is so strong, mm-hmm. you know. It sucks because I'm a Jets fan, and the colors yeah. are pretty close. <laughs> I could never wear one of those jerseys, yeah. but uh, I would like to. But, unfortunately, the team that I grew up rooting for is also green and white.
0: So, how crazy is this? At number six, I have... The Kelly Green. How about Philadelphia that? Eagles, wow! Yes, okay, I love those jerseys. Again, it's just the whole experiment with different shades, um, the pastel, almost kind of like I, I love all of that stuff. The NFL needs to embrace that. All all sports need to embrace that old school kind of whimsical fun.
3: Yeah, the color rush them. is not it for me.
0: Some of them are good. Some of them are are, are no.
3: All right, number. Six for me. Oh, no, number five. Number five. Let's keep place here. The San Diego Chargers powder blue. That's my favorite color, period. Uh-huh. So a jersey with those color scheme on it, I mean, sign me up all day. And growing up watching LaDainian Tomlinson running those jerseys, man, that was a
0: treat. So I have the Chargers a little bit higher. Ooh, again. So okay. same, same way as how I you feel I, I – I discredited the Buccaneers. I, I feel like you're doing a disservice to the Chargers okay. there with the, with the Powder Blues. At five, I have me being a little bit of a biased here. Uh, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers color rush uniforms. The all blacks with the big bold yellow letters, yellow letters for the name on the back, like all of that stuff. Not that good. honeybee one. No, 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 okay. no, 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 <laughs> not the, not the stripes. No, no, no. It's it's solid black all the way through with big like they're kind of like block style letters and they're yellow looks great looks great on tv looks great in person solid can't go wrong
3: all right number four classic nothing really to say about it other than classic the michigan maze and blue when you think college football that's one of the first images that's got to come to mind i tussled between ohio state and notre dame here too just classic iconic programs but I love that color scheme. I love what it represents. To me, that just represents Saturday, 3.30 p.m., lock-in, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Michigan. Love
0: it. Yes. So at f- we're at four now, right? Yes, four, four, four. Both okay. of us are really – that's why
3: we're in radio, because both of us are really bad at numbers and counting.
0: At four, I actually have uh, the Hawks. I love the peach uniforms that they have. Um Or is it technically, or is that the MLK uniform? Which one is that?
3: The peach one this year is the Atlanta theme based off the TV show. The MLK one is the one they had a couple years ago. Okay, so... With the the glass-stained court.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the peach one that's based off Atlanta. I love those. Also, I'm a big fan of that show. If you haven't watched Atlanta, it's hilarious. Please give it a watch. That high, huh? I love those. Okay. I love those. Uh, Nothing wrong with that.
3: Listen... It's your list. It's your list. I may have opinions on it, but it's your list. All right, number three. Classic NBA throwback here. The Orlando Magic pinstripe. Penny and Shaq, man. Those jerseys are too fresh and too clean. Again, if I didn't root for another team, mm-hmm. I would love to wear one of those jerseys. I'm not a hack that wears yeah. jerseys for other teams. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. But
3: that that one is
0: too fresh. So you know what's funny? I have the same pinstripes, but for a different team. And I'm gonna be a Homer here. The Chicago Bulls pinstripes. They're black and reds. At same style, basically, exact same uniforms. It's just instead of black and blue, it's black and red.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you think about not mid '90s NBA basketball,
0: that's the first that's, thing that comes what to my you mind. Think of.
3: All right, number two. That's where I have the Tampa Bay, the Creamsicles, man. Bring those puppies back. They need to wear those at least they a couple do. times a season. They do. Those are too nice. I mean. We're really going into enemy territory with that one because <laughs> I know it's an NFC South opponent, but I think even Falcon fans could admit
0: we can we can that, admit that they look you know, good.
3: Those jerseys are we don't pretty yeah, freaking
0: cool. Uh, Falcons fans, you don't have to like the Buccaneers, but you can say, "Hey, that uniform looks pretty nice. It's a good one." At two, that is where I have the Chargers powder blue.
3: Powder blue. I'm not the mad. Powder blue. Not mad at
0: it. I don't. I don't know if we've in. At least for the NFL, I don't know if we've seen a better uniform in the NFL. I love those powder blues. Everything about them—the white pants, the yellow. Strong vote. take
3: coming from somebody who roots from a legacy franchise I, with one of the most iconic absolutely. uniforms. Absolutely, listen, and I—I I give that's big. That's big I, out of you, Dom.
0: I give respect and credit where credit is due. I have yet to see a better NFL uniform than the powder blues.
3: All right, my number one. <sighs> Now, here's the thing. I wrestled with this because I always need to be honest with the audience. I'm going to be honest to a fault here. Mm-hmm. It's the Yankee Pitch Stripes. Mm. I mean, 27 World Championships, the greatest franchise in the history of sports. I mean, the jersey synonymous as anything. They're you know, Jay-Z said, I make yep. the Yankee hat more, more famous, famous than, than the Yankee, Yankee, Yankee can. Yep. I mean, listen, guys, I know that's not a popular opinion in Atlanta, but... Your guy, CT, Chris Thomas, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie to you on these airwaves. I'm just not going to do it.
0: You know, what pinstri- pinstripes are just hard to mess up is kind of what I get because, like, the Magic's pinstripes look great, the Bulls' pinstripes look great, the Yankees' pinstripes look great. Now, I talked about how I enjoy flashy colors and things sure. like that, and there is a jersey that... Came and went, unfortunately, in the NBA, Uh, and it was down in Miami for a couple of years. The Miami Vice jerseys that they had—okay—they were kind of that that ombre pink, black mixture. Some blue light. Oh my goodness! I and me being a big Jimmy Butler fan, because he used to play for the Bulls. I have come so close to pulling the trigger on that but I'm also like ah, I can't I can't wear another team's jersey. It's but, an expensive
3: well, purchase for a team you don't
0: root Exactly. For. And but I want one so bad. I I was heartbroken when I when I heard that they were, you know, that was just like a 2-3 year thing and then they were moving on from it. Those jerseys. Mwah. All right, Dom, great job. That's
3: life. That was fun. If you guys have an opinion, 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, as well as the number to call in. What are your favorite sports uniforms of all time? All right, when we come back, we haven't talked really any Hawks yet on the show. It's been a busy, busy day with all the NFL news, so we'll get into that. What is the future of the Hawks? Dom has some true and false questions he's going to toss my way. I will do my best to answer them, but as always, as I said... 100% honest, even if it's not what we need to hear. I have a feeling it might be that way. Chris Thomason for John Chuckery, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. Person, It's John Chuckery.
5: Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: A couple of good submissions coming in on the text line, Dom. Um, we got 404-7410-929. We just did a That's Life on the best top 10 sports unis of all time. A couple of uh, good ones here. We got the Charlotte Hornets from the 90s. Again, the Pinstripes. Making an appearance there, and I'm not a hockey guy, so I know that there's some great ones out there. But the Chicago Blackhawks got a couple of mentions. I know the Bruins are really popular as well. The Montreal Canadiens. So I don't. Are you a hockey guy, Dom?
0: A little bit. I'm not. I'm not super into to it. I haven't. Uh, you know, like it wasn't one of the things that I grew up watching. Um, I've. I'm not. Against it, like I'm not like oh hockey. Like I, I absolutely will watch. I would love to go to a, a hockey game. All right, so t-
3: let me take your temperature here. If an Atlanta team were to return for the third time, you would be <laughs> how excited?
0: I would give. I would give it a shot. You know, I, I, I'd go check out a game. I, I,
3: so not like season tickets right away. No, but, no, no,
0: no, no. You know, no, you not season tickets right away, you, but I'd be a fan. They yeah, could win I, you, I, I, you over. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Okay,
3: I think you speak for a. Decent majority of the <laughs>
0: Atlanta. I'm a man of the people. Uh,
3: yeah, the Atlanta peeps out there. It is Chris Thomason for John Chuckery tonight, taking you up until 11 404 7410929. If you want to chime in on the jersey conversation, <sighs> all right, we waited long enough. We're an hour and 40 minutes into the show, and it's time to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Man, how do you get beat nine times in a row by the same team? How does that happen? Nine times? It's like the old Chris Rock bit. He got shot nine times when he was talking (laughs) about 50 Cent back in the day. Oh, man. I mean, just awful, guys. Just awful. Couldn't hit a three last night. Trey and DJ, nowhere to be found. I mean, they had decent points, but... Big shots when it mattered most at the end of the game. We know the drill, yada, yada, yada. So what now? I mean, there's like, what, 18 games left in the season? Something like that. Something like that. Now you got to go back-to-back in Washington. By the way, last time you played Washington, don't think it went so well. So where are we now with the Hawks? Where are we? We got a handful of games left. We got a new coach who's trying to, Figure out rotations. A.J. Griffin, take a seat. Jalen Johnson, take a seat. John Collins, minutes getting restricted. Take a seat, although he did play well in limited minutes. It's just so frustrating, guys. I came on here on my weekend show, The Other Side of the Glass, which you can check out every Saturday right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And I, I really thought it was Trey. (laughs) I really did, and I'm still not convinced that it's not, Mm -hmm. but it's so much bigger than that. It really is. It's organizational, man. It's an organizational problem. And I know Tony Ressler came out, came on this very, very radio station on Dukes and Bell and said, hey, listen, I'm happy with the direction of where things are going. I like our club. I think we made the right moves in getting rid of Travis Schlenk and giving Landry Fields an opportunity to shine as the GM, and we brought in Kyle Corver. I just I don't think it's enough. I don't think this team is going to be a sixth seed. I think it's going to be playing all over again. I just don't see it. There's just something missing, guys. There's just something missing. The talent's there. I said this phrase on my weekend show all the time. If everyone plays up to the back of their baseball card, this is a good team. This is a team that could contend, keyword contend, for a top four seed in the East. I'm not saying they would, but they could contend. But the, pay, the players that you paid all the money to are way too inconsistent. That's the problem. JC averaging like 13 a game this year. DeAndre Hunter is maybe the most frustrating player in the NBA. I mean, my goodness, guys. Clint Capella is solid, but he gets bodied. That's the problem. And Bede, Giannis, he can't hang with those big boys. He gets pushed around. He's not a finesse player, but he's just not not big enough to handle that. So with all that being said, I figured now would be a good time. Let's ask the tough questions. So my man Dom has five Hawks true or false questions pertaining to the rest of the season. So let's get to it. Without further ado, this is going to be painful like a trip to the dentist <laughs> but necessary also like a
1: trip to- it's time for 5 true or false questions on the other side of the glass which teams in the atl will thrive which teams will make you scratch your head on sports radio 929
3: that's a, hey, we were looking to mix in a little weekend flavor there. That's all right, Dom. We're doing we're doing five true or false questions on the John Chuckery show yeah, tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all right. I pre- listen, I appreciate it. Dom went out of his way. He pulled the imaging from the weekend show. No, no, no. It's okay. This is this is of course the John Chuckery. Yes, it show is right here, Sports Radio 92.9 of The
0: game, fire away, Dom. All righty. So you mentioned Trey Young and Dejounte. They both had nice numbers and all that, but it didn't really translate to a win. So, Chris Thomas, my question to you. Trey Young is an empty-calorie player.
3: True or false? I like the phrasing there, too. Empty-calorie player. That's a good job. Um, False-ish. I'll say false. I won't equivocate. False-ish. False. (laughs) False. Because he he did it, right? I mean, we saw the Knicks series. We saw the Philly series a couple years ago. He's capable of it, but he hasn't been the same. He's been an empty-calorie player this year. But as a whole... I think that's to be written still. I just I don't think he's, I just don't think he's been in the right headspace this season. That that's really just what it seems like. There's been a lot of controversy, a lot of drama going on with the Hawks, and I think it spilled out onto the floor. How could you say that it hasn't? I mean, the inconsistency is just too great for this team. I know Trey has good numbers, but he's he's not the same player. He's just not.
0: Yeah, that fire, and like I said, he relishes off of being the villain. And I don't know what it is. Ever since, to me, ever since Trey Young made that, oh, well, the regular season is boring comment, ever since then, that to me has kind of been the moment where where the Hawks just turned and went from being a team that was on the rise to crumbling and falling apart.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good uh, delineation, you know, in time to point out when things started to,
0: Mm, not quite meet the expectations <laughs> right. set from, from a couple <laughs> of seasons ago, to put it lightly. All righty. So next up, you talked about DeAndre Hunter being a frustrating player. Oh, yeah. Um, my question to you, true or false, Sadiq Bey should be starting over DeAndre Hunter. False just because
1: we need him
0: off
3: the bench. <laughs> That's the thing, Dom. Who scored off the <laughs> I mean, I know Bogey's been hot lately, but – He's been a one-man gang off the bench until Sadiq Bey got here. I mean, the Holiday Brothers, that was a disaster. The great Kaminsky, he's gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, who do we have (laughs) that's coming off the bench? I mean, Okongwu, has there been many Onyeka Okongwu sightings this season? I feel like he's been very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. A.J. Griffin started off hot, but clearly not the same guy. Here's your stat of the day. He has only had more than 10 points twice since february 2nd so you're going on more than a month here where he's been completely cold and now he's quite frankly out of the rotation it seems i don't know if that'll be for the rest of the season but quinn is picking and choosing you know like a chef going in there picking Mm -hmm. ingredients of the guys (laughs) that he wants as part of his rotation and it looks like aj griffin for the moment is on the outside looking in so Sadiq, we need him off the bench. He's Mm -hmm. been too good in that role. I don't think you can make the move.
0: Absolutely. Off-season,
3: though, come talk
0: to me. All right. So, speaking of the off-season, there's going to be some changes. Obviously, the team will look a little different. My question to you, true or false, the Hawks will have at least two new faces in the starting lineup next season.
3: True. I think J.C. is gone. Gonzo. Um, And I think Clint might be gone, frankly. Um it's going to be tough to find teams that are interested. It's going to be tough to replace them, but guys, as i said before, it's not working. So is Quinn Snyder enough as a coach to make all the pieces work? I don't know. I mean, maybe? It's definitely not definite, so i think change is going to come uh and i think though cuz who can you can't really move the other 3 guys. DJ, no. you're praying to sign him to a long-term yeah. deal at the end of next year. Trey, forget it. And who's taking DeAndre Hunter's contract, guys? That's a big contract mm-hmm. for a guy who's that inconsistent. So I'm going to say Clint and
0: J.C. could be on the move. I agree. I agree. I think I think J.C. finally, after after three years of us talking about him being on the training yeah. block, I think this offseason is, is finally when it happens. Okay, speaking of Quinn Snyder, my question to you. Quinn Snyder obviously had a ton of success in Utah. Uh, in a very stacked Western conference, couldn't really get past that second round, anything like that. Nate McMillan took this team to an Eastern Conference Finals. My question to you Quinn Snyder, true or false, will get the Falcon or I'm sorry, the Hawks further than Nate did. So that could mean Woof. that could just mean, by the way, a seventh game in the Eastern Conference Finals. I,
3: uh, technically,
0: yeah, I guess, right?
3: uh let's be hopeful right let's let's spread a little positivity into this conversation i'll say true i'll I'll say he's gonna come in here in the offseason and stir the drink make some changes as we just talked about and this team within the next three seasons is gonna right all the wrongs and make a finals I don't know if they'll <laughs> win one, but they'll,
0: they'll make a final. They can make a final. They can Quinn make Snyder, a final. Led by Quinn Snyder. I would like yeah. to believe that. I think Quinn is good. I'm interested to see what he, his plan and his vision is for this team. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, he, he had a ton of success in Utah in a – ridiculously stacked Western Conference. I think if you probably don't have to run into the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant. Yeah, and all of them, there was that. They probably a little bit fa- farther uh, in some of those seasons. Um, but my last question... Maybe they can you? go
3: steal uh, Rudy Gobert from the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, <laughs> you, you think they're having buyer's remorse? Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, my last question and this is the one that I was most excited to ask you because I, I think it's it's an interesting question. So, Chris, true or false, the Hawks are closer to being a top-five lottery team than they are contending for a championship. Right now, true. But we're going to err on the side of positivity
3: once again and say that that's only because of the situation that they're in, not because the future isn't bright. So this team right now is in a mess, but I think they have the right guy to bring them out of the mess and – Landry Fields, young and inexperienced as he is, has a good head on his shoulders, and I think combined with the front office support, this team can make a quick turnaround. The good thing about the NBA, NBA you just need a player or two to come in, yeah. and that can change your entire franchise. It's not, it's not like what the Falcons had to do, a multi-year turnaround. Yeah. This thing could be <laughs> fixed soon, but yes. right now, I just don't like what I'm seeing.
0: Well, I was gonna say Dejounte Murray was supposed to be that piece. Everyone was that was that I, was the thought here. I don't here. get it,
3: right? I mean, why hasn't it worked better? I mean, is Trey just unwilling to do the things that are required of him? Is Dejounte not feeling Trey's vibe on the court? Is it just not meshing? I would love to get an honest answer about what happened there because yeah. it's really one of the great mysteries in the NBA. All right, Dom, great job there. We'll hear from you again a little bit later on in the show. Coming up next. Kirby Smart spoke. What did we make of it? Does Georgia have a problem? We'll talk about it next. Chris Thomason for John Chuckery, Sports Radio, 929 the game.